Hello and welcome to the Post to Post podcast. It is October 15th and this is podcast number 18. Uh, we're almost at 20, pretty crazy. And uh, a lot happened this week. We have a lot to talk about, a lot of little topics. Mm-hmm. Nothing too big and a surprise topic. Not really a surprise topic, but we had a video that released today and there were lots of upset people. So I thought we'd Ooh. discuss that a little Ooh. bit. Um, but yeah, we just have a lot of little little topics okay. to, to talk about. So we'll get through those as best we can. So let's get into the hockey. Um, let's talk about the video that was released today. And we talked about goal celebrations. Right. And I wanted to discuss this now because uh, the video just released, it's fresh, and it'll give us a chance to respond. So basically our point in the video, and we all had different opinions. You had your opinion, mm-hmm. I had my opinion, and Justin had his opinion. All different, but all similar in a way. And the point of the video was to discuss the not the purpose of a, of a goal celebration, but what is acceptable and what is not. And it's something that's very situational. It depends. Uh, and we're talking about big, glorious uh, celebrations here. So uh, the the Ovechkin, you know, hot stick or who, uh, the team Mussolini where he takes off the glove and throws it in the air and shoots it with a stick. And that one's actually okay, I'll just say right now. I, I, I agree with pretty much everything that Justin says in the video. Yeah, me but too. But I'll disagree with that specific one because uh, he did that on a very special moment because I think he he broke the rookie goal-scoring record. Oh, okay. I think he got 50 goals or something. So that one, it, it did serve a purpose. Uh, but for the most of the video, I did uh, totally agree with Justin. He was pretty harsh on, on a few players. Yeah. So we were discussing what what is acceptable and what isn't, and we weren't saying that we were right. We oh, weren't no. saying we were just voicing our opinions and giving our thoughts on the situation. And people got really upset because we asked what others thought, yeah. and instead of some people intellectually writing their comment down constructively, and there was a lot, there was a lot of constructive comments that people who disagreed with us, and that's totally fine. I don't. I don't want or even expect anyone to agree with me. That's not the point of the channel. The point of the channel is to create a discussion and a respectable discussion. And some people just couldn't do that. They they took liberty and they just called us names. There was a death threat comment. I had to delete that I one. I didn't. Well, I guess that's why I didn't see it. You deleted it. Yeah, I deleted it. It was the wow. death. It was crazy. Uh, so that's that's nuts. It is. It's unfortunate because people can't constructively respectfully leave an opinion about or a comment about their opinion sorry uh they have to go just the total other direction and and just use crazy rude well, words and and i think that's just a symptom of the internet generally oh totally you know it's you know people are pedal to the metal all the time you know they're full bore both fists uh pounding away all the time and they just can't make a you know and it'll probably evolve over time but uh, people are prone to trying to get uh, the maximum amount of uh, rise by putting the most outrageous things they can in a comment. And, yep. um, I think it's just the nature of the beast. But uh, yeah, the death threat thing—that's uh, that's spooky. It's not the first. Yeah, it's not the first. It probably won't be the last. Uh, there's no place for that. If you want to go to some other channel and and spew that crap, uh, that's fine. Go for it. But that's not going to be tolerated on on our channel. Uh, the point of the channel is where people can come and respectfully have a conversation about hockey, regardless of who you cheer for. It's all about respect. And, uh, you know, if you want to leave a comment and it's a little sassy, that's okay. Oh, yeah. Just be respectful. I don't mind a little sass. I like a little sass. Sass, sass is fun. I like sassing people back, too. That's part of the fun. Yeah. You get a little debate debate going. But it's it's just it's frustrating when someone can't. They, they can't intellectually write a comment and and, and make a point. They just yeah. have to go straight to, oh, you're, you guys are idiots. And they know they're never going to be responsible for the comment because the internet is a, you know, is a hotbed of anonymity. Mm-hmm. Just imagine, you know, you see idiot drivers every day and every jurisdiction in North America and probably all around the world has their idiot drivers. But I think, and I, this is a theory that's not proven by any research, but I think if everybody's name and address was painted on the back of their vehicle, yep. they wouldn't be totally they would drive you know knowing that everyone else knew who they were rather than just some random series of numbers on a license plate if everybody knew who you were and where you lived or what your phone number was you'd probably drive differently yeah absolutely you know because you would not you know you're in your car your windows are up you're in your little personal space and you can be a dick and you can be a 
to all the people around you, but you probably wouldn't be a if you were in line at the grocery store. Yeah. You know, and and on the internet, it's the same. You know, you can be a because no one knows who you are. There's no accountability on That's the internet. Right. You can, and most of these people who are leaving these types of comments are uh, people using fake accounts or oh, yeah. or just silly named accounts because they're too they're too scared to comment with their real account with their real name and mm -hmm. that's what the unfortunately what that's what's part of the internet is and yeah. uh, but there were lots of comments on there who disagreed with us like i said totally fine to disagree with us i actually like when people disagree with me it creates a conversation mm -hmm. uh there's there's a lot of comments that, that disagreed and they they did it constructively so it's like not all the the, the comments that disagreed were negative there were some very well thought of comments that the opposite side of the argument uh, had a great time reading them. Thank you guys for for leaving those. Even if you you know if you disagreed and you left your comment and you said why you disagreed and you left your opinion, thank you. That's exactly what the channel is all about. Perfect. It's all about respect and respecting the fellow hockey fan, mm -hmm. uh, because that's I don't understand why there has to be so much hate floating around. Like we 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 all love the same sport. We're we're here to talk about it. Why do we have to hate each other? Yeah. Like it's it's just silly. So it's it's frustrating. Uh, it's just the way society's going too, you know, yeah. like everything's polarized. You're either hard left or you're hard right, you know, um, and you can't be someone in the middle because you're, you're a coward if you're in the middle. You're not taking a stand if you're in the middle, yeah. you know, and if you take a stand against someone else's stand, well, that gives you power. And, <laughs> you know, it's, I don't know, it, you know, you're, you're mature enough. You're, you know, uh, you're not a child anymore and I'm certainly not. So, you know, these things become less important as you get older. And uh, the people, you know, probably the, the magnitude of the, the venom in these comments is probably directly proportional to the youth and inexperience of the commenter. Yeah, it does, it's definitely, and even the opinions in general have a lot to do with the age gap. When you grew up and watched hockey, there were big celebrations for big moments, Bobby Orr. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, you never saw those types of celebrations for a regular goal. No. And when I grew up, there was a little bit more, like I said, the Yager salute, uh, a few, it started to get a little jazzy mm -hmm. and then now it's, there's quite a, quite a bit more. So there's a, there's a generational difference there of, of opinions, which is totally fine. I mean, the game's changing. That's fine. Yeah. If kids think that kids think that is awesome, that, uh, you know, there all these goal celebrations are happening, these wild ones, and they think that's cool. There's, that's totally fine. There's nothing wrong with that. And it's all about the TV, right? Oh yeah, definitely. You know. And it, it is like, I don't like the big ones uh, that aren't from big moments. Totally fine with big celebrations for big moments. But if it's not a big moment, there's where I have an issue. There's a time and place. Each situation is unique. Um, but it does rile the crowd up a little bit, which is entertain. It is an entertainment. Like, hockey is, it's a sport. It's entertainment. It's for the fans. So I get it. It's just... Uh, it can be, it can come across unsportsmanlike. Sometimes. It can, and and your comment earlier that it's situational is very important to remember. Not every player is in the same boat, um, and I'm thinking of particularly in Alexander Radulov. Alexander Radulov is just an exuberant guy. Yeah, he is thrilled when a goal gets scored, whether he scored it or someone else scored it. Most of the time, when someone else scores yeah. it, he gets so excited. Whether yeah. he's on the ice or on the bench, he goes crazy, and he's really feeling it. Yeah. So let him feel it. Let yeah, him do yeah. his thing. I think it's great. Yeah. Um, so, you know, some people are like other people, like a Shea Weber, you know, Shea Weber's a Vulcan. He has no emotion, <laughs> right? So, you know, maybe yeah. he's not going to celebrate. And, uh, and that doesn't mean one is wrong and the other's right. It is situational. Everybody's different. Yep. And definitely. every circumstance, every situation is different. And there are times, I totally agree with you and Justin, there are times when, you know, it's a huge moment. You've just scored the most goals you've ever scored in, in your life or you've passed a milestone or you're now in the top 20 for the yeah, team's maybe, history. Maybe you're a rookie and you've scored your first goal in the NHL ever. Yeah. Or your first four in the case of Austin Matthews yeah. last season, you know. <laughs> he scored four goals and I actually don't think he celebrated very much in those goals. I think he was probably as surprised as everybody. Well, I think that goes back to the saying that he was probably taught. I don't know who came up with it or who said it first, but it's it's been said a lot around the hockey world. Uh, act like you've done it before. That's right. So I, I think that has a lot, I think has a lot to do with it. He scored the overtime goal the other night against Montreal and mm -hmm. uh, he was cool as a cucumber. Yeah. He was very, very respectful. Yeah. He's very cool. Like he was obviously happy, you yep. know, when they kind of swarmed him behind the net. Um, he was clearly happy, but it was, it, I think the appropriate level of celebration totally. for that time of the season and that particular moment, 
I mean, he scored the goal not only against Montreal, which is the arch rival of the Leafs, yep. but he scored it on who is, at least until this year, is considered to be the best goalie in the world. You know, all those things add together, and you and you, you steal a point in overtime after Montreal was in the other end of that game. Oh, yeah. And, and they were almost, you know, uh, victors in, in that game, yep. uh, before, just seconds before Austin Matthews scored that goal. I thought the, the celebration, to the extent that there was one, was perfectly appropriate. I remember back when Mike Ribeiro used to play for Montreal, and it was they were playing Buffalo, and uh, he scored the fifth goal to put Montreal to put Montreal up five nothing, and he went berserk. And at that time, I was in, like infuriated. I was really I was embarrassed for my team, obviously Habs fan. I was embarrassed for the Montreal Canadiens because he did this. I felt bad. For the other team's fans, I felt bad for the other team. It's just it didn't have any place. You're up, you're up five nothing at that point. Why yeah. go through the big, like giant production of, of a big celebration? It was just it was silly. You look at tennis, uh, and it's a far different thing than hockey. But in tennis, when one player hits the ball and it hits the top of the net and just dribbles over, they actually apologize. They just got a point. Yeah. They didn't do it on purpose, but they're like, they hold their hand up. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> you know, and that's, in hockey, you should almost feel that way in that fifth goal. Yeah. You know, you score the fifth goal, like we had to do it, but you know, yeah. sorry about sorry that. Sorry about that. You know, that, that's the way I would want to feel, but I certainly want to like, well, Ribeiro's bounced around the league for mm. many years, probably because of attitudinal things that include that celebration. You know, after, after that, even though I, I'm not huge on Mike Ribeiro in general, after that, I didn't see him ever do it again. I never saw him do it again, so I don't know if he was spoken to or, or something like that. But uh, yeah, yeah. John Beliveau was still alive back then. Imagine bringing <laughs> Beliveau down to the dressing room and saying, uh, uh, "Mike, you know." Yeah. And, and then pointing up at the wall at the faces of all the Canadians over the last hundred years. You know, Mike, that's not how we roll. You yeah, know? No, that, that would probably shut it down. Yeah, absolutely. Let's bring it down a notch. Yeah. Uh, so, um, I think that probably wraps it up for that topic. Sure. And so I, I'll end it with this. Someone said. Are you guys running out of ideas? Like, why? Oh. Why is this a topic? Why? Oh. Why are we talking about this? Obviously, people have opinions. There's over 220 comments on the on the video. Obviously, people have opinions. Mm-hmm. So it's not. No, we're not running out of ideas. <laughs> and, and if anything, it's been the most successful video out of the gate in the past two weeks. People have opinions. Yeah. It doesn't matter what the topic is. People have opinions. That's what the point of the channel is to talk about topics. Some topics are really important. Some topics are just, I don't know. Softball topics. It's just easy. So um, so let's move on from that. Sure. And I want to talk about some serious stuff. Now, Montreal. I don't like to talk about Montreal a lot because I know that people know that we are Canadians fans. And I don't want this channel to be all about Montreal. It is the team we watch the most. And I feel like we're going to talk about it this week, not because we're fans of Montreal, but because everybody's talking about Montreal right now. Yeah. They can't score goals. They had a great game the other night against Toronto. I think it was the last night. They scored three goals. They were all over Toronto. Still lost the game. Mm-hmm. So they looked better, which is fine. Mateo looked great. Uh, Price didn't look that great, nope, to be honest. he did not. Uh, but they looked better. They were cycling the puck rate. They were breaking into the zone. They had lots of shots. But they still lost the game. Now, are you worried? Not yet. Uh because we're only four games in. Well, yeah, you know, and it's it's really, uh, it's tempting, you know, to look at those first couple of games and then try to develop, you know, what you think is going to happen the rest of the season. And, you know, if you're a Montreal fan and you look at those first four games, you're hitting the panic button. Um, but I'm not yet. You know, the, it's a long 82 games. There's 78 to go <laughs> or 77, however many it's going to be now. Um, I'm not panicking yet. The first half of the season is when you work things out. Um, there are things being worked out right now. Mark Streit's an example. You know, they well, they just they, he didn't report to the AHL, yeah, which put, means his contract is now off the books of Montreal, and I believe they have eight point four million dollars available now. So they've they've jumped up in, in availability as far as finances go. That's right. You know, and Streit was a bit of an experiment. Yeah. You know, and it I, and I'm looking at it through his eyes. You know, he's got a Stanley Cup ring on his finger. He just won the Stanley Cup. Just won the Stanley Cup, and now he's with Montreal. Obviously, at a discount, seven hundred thousand is what they were paying him, plus the potential bonuses. We know that's not happening. Yeah, and uh, they put him on waivers. He just wasn't, you know, he wasn't in the game. 
uh, to the degree they needed him to be. He's slow. He's old. Uh, it's unfortunate. He's not. He's not a bad player. It's just no, no. He's just uh, he's just too slow for Montreal right now. Yeah, he is, and you know it's it's unfortunate. I'm I'm happy that Montreal gave it a try. Yeah. And I'm happy that uh, you know I I think they gave him enough time in the preseason and a couple of games in the regular season to you know find his game, and that didn't happen. So they put him on waivers to let him clear down to the AHL where they could work him, maybe give him more ice time and perhaps bring him back up. But, you know, when you've got a Stanley Cup ring in your finger, you don't want to go up across River to Prairie and play in Laval. Yeah, exactly. You just don't. Sorry. So he might be going to Europe, if I understand. Yeah, he's from Switzerland originally. Yeah. And there are lots of opportunities to play hockey in his home country yep. where he would still be very competitive. Absolutely. And I, I hope he's successful uh, over there. No hard feelings. Not a bit. Not a bit. I... I... I don't know if Montreal's scoring problems has to do with the actual players. My concern is with Claude Julien. He's a very defensive-minded coach. Mm. Look what he did in Boston. That yeah. year they won the Cup there. It was unbelievable how defensively impressive they were. And uh, he's trying to do the same with Montreal. He's defense first, and he's, he, doesn't let, he doesn't let players play sometimes, like Galchenyuk. He's given up on Galchenyuk from what I've read. He's totally given up on Galchenyuk. He's put him down to the fourth line. This was before the game against Toronto. I don't know where his status is now. but Because uh, so, he did get a goal in that Because he, he did, a power play goal. Yeah. But he's from what I read, he's totally given up because he won't crash the net. He won't go close to the net. He's staying on the perimeter. Uh, Claude Julien is not happy about that. So he put him down to the fourth line. And he's uh, he's not letting Pacioretty... Get, get get into the positions that he needs to be. He's he's kind of guiding him to be a little bit more defensive, defensively minded, which is fine. It's just it feels like uh, it feels like he's going a little bit overboard, and some of the players are getting frustrated. So they're, they're one and three. They've won one game and barely because it was in a shootout against Buffalo. That's right. Who has not won a game yet? Yeah. The only point they have is against Montreal. Uh, so to be honest, even though I like Claude Julian, I don't know if I want to blame Galchenyuk and blame Pacioretty yet. It's an early season or it's, it's early in the season. Sorry. It's, we can't panic right yet. Yeah. If you're a Canadians fan, are you upset? Yeah, totally. Can oh, you, yeah. can you panic? Probably not. It's, Probably it's really not. early. I actually expected, uh, you know, with Marlowe wanting to come into Montreal with, with the Leafs, and the success they've had, you know, early on, the first couple of games, I thought Saturday night in Montreal might actually be a blowout for Toronto. Yeah. And it didn't work out that way. Montreal managed to squirrel a point after playing well enough to win the game, you know. So that that's all I'm looking for at this stage. Now, when we get to late November, early December, and if Montreal's, you know, in the bottom, in the basement. Yep. Um then I'm starting to get concerned. And I'm sure Jeffrey Molson would be starting to get concerned. And he's probably going to be leaning on Bergevin. He's yeah. going to be leaning on Julien, um, who's going to be leaning on the players to do something. Now, you know, if Galchenyuk is going to be half-decent trade bait, you got to showcase him. Yeah, put him, put him on him the first line to the second line That's at least. right. You know, if that's the goal here is to move Galchenyuk and get an asset for him, put him on the first line. If, the, if these are games you don't expect they win anyway, throw him out there. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm going to make a prediction right now that if Montreal keeps on the trend that they are right now up until the U.S. Thanksgiving, uh, they're toast. If they, if they can't change their ways before the U.S. Thanksgiving, they're not making the playoffs. That's my prediction. So oh. they they got to change in the next basically month. So uh, it's it's tough because you see Carey Price's name at the very – like. Really far down the safe percentage. Where do you think he is in the safe percentage in standings? I don't want to know. 32nd. <laughs> how many teams are there? 31. <laughs> so how does that happen? <laughs> the backup goalies from some teams are outperforming him. Yeah. Kudobin in Boston, I think, is third or fourth in, in save percentage. And it's, it's an important stat because it's not like wins or it's not like saves, like just in general saves. Save, save percentage is, is important. And he's 32nd. He hasn't been playing good. He can blame it on puck luck. He can blame it on whatever you want. I don't care. He hasn't been playing good. Well, Harry Price's best asset has always been his positioning. He always knew where to be, and he had that sense. And I think to a large degree he still has that. But like that overtime goal that, that Matthew scored the other night, Carey Price was down on his knees yeah. before the shot was even totally. launched. And 
I, you know, I'm no goalie coach and I never played in that, but I think you're, you know, you're giving up that much on the top when you're down in your knees. I mean, Carey Price is a tall guy and, you know, that's, that's fine. But, you know, when you drop to your knees and I, I've actually been watching him do that for years and usually he gets away with it, but yeah, you know, I think they've got a book on him now, you know, oh, Carey, totally. Carey Price is going to go down and he's going to be high glove side or high stick side. Yeah. Cause usually they'd say go, go glove cause glove, his glove yeah. isn't strong, but yeah. let's stick on the topic of Montreal. Just just to end this really quick, this Montreal topic, they didn't sell out their opening game. How do that, you feel about that? I feel, actually, you know, in one way I feel terrible because it was quite a long string of sellouts, you know, going a long, long way back. But on the other hand, that's a wake-up call. That's an alarm clock for Jeff Molson and Mark Bergevin. You know, Montreal is the craziest hockey-crazy city on the planet. And if, if they're voting with their feet or their bums, by withholding those bums yeah. from going in and sitting down in a seat that you paid for, uh, that's a serious problem. Because it is a business. And yeah. not that Montreal's in any any danger of uh, no. not being profitable, but it's it's a it's interesting because well, it could be a Canadian thing. It might not even be not, might not even be Montreal specific, but ticket prices for Canadian teams are can be crazy. Unreal. And with the Canadian dollar being where it is. People just aren't going to games. We saw it last year in Ottawa in the playoffs. Yeah. And that there's other uh, other points there to make, like they don't play in actually in downtown Ottawa or anything like that. There's location issues. There's always factors, but it's it's noticeable. I was just on uh, the ESPN NHL page, and they show the schedule for each night. And the schedule for an upcoming evening has somebody playing in Calgary. And over in the far right-hand side in the screen, they show you uh, ticket prices. Tickets are available from this amount of money. When you click on it, it opens up, you know, it's, I don't think it's StubHub, but it would be a similar service to, to get tickets. For that Calgary game, the cheapest ticket on the ESPN site was $6. $6? Now, I didn't see where that seat was or how you get that seat in Calgary, but I was shocked. And, and I think that's a scary thing. You know, $6. If, $6. Someone wants to sell, whether they already own the ticket or what. They they want to sell a ticket to a Calgary Flames game for six bucks. Wow, because we went to Toronto at the beginning of this year, yeah. and the cheapest ticket that we could get was eighty nine dollars. Yeah, which was still I felt not bad. No, I, I thought pretty, it was. Pretty I, good. I I felt lucky to get in for an NHL game in yeah. Toronto for sure. Yeah, I, I I was I was really thrilled to be able to get in to walk up to the box office, and we've said this before. I've said it before on, on one of your shows. You know that you couldn't, you can't do that in Montreal. You yeah. can't walk up to the box office the day before game day and buy a ticket from the from the wicket. You just can't. Although now, well, maybe you can. Maybe now. you can. Yeah, and that that's a little frightening. So that's a good segue onto the other topic. I want to talk about the Hurricanes because in their second home game, I believe against Columbus, you Columbus, looked it up. I did. Yeah, they had seven thousand eight hundred and ninety-two fans in attendance for that second home game, and that represents a little over forty-two percent of capacity. I think they lost about 10,000 from their home opener to their second home game. That's, it's unacceptable. Well, that's, it's very troubling because as much as the NHL is, you know, more and more about TV rights and broadcast revenue, it's nowhere near where, let's say, some of the soccer games are in the UK. Oh, there's hundreds of thousands. Yeah. And and you have stadiums in the UK that might only hold three or 4,000 people. But the TV rights to those games, whether it's soccer or rugby or whatever it might be, yeah. is where the money's made. The NHL doesn't make its money that way yet. It's going there, but not not yet. And and then you have to look at Carolina's TV market. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and NFL's different too because they only play. I don't know. I don't want to follow the NFL. It's like fourteen games or sixteen games or whatever. Yeah. So usually it's not hard to fill those seats because there's so little games that everyone's just trying to go and see his football when they can. Um. But it's it sucks. It sucks for Carolina because I don't want to see them move. And with their new owners, they don't want to move them. But you can't you can't have an NHL franchise that that only has eight thousand eight thousand bumps in seats on the yeah. sec on the second. Like, is how, how much worse is it going to get? That's right. It's the second home game. Yeah, come on. Uh, and you know that same night, Chicago was in Montreal, beat the Canadians three one. Montreal was legally or technically just over a sellout. They sold a few seats more than capacity, probably some standing room or whatever. Uh, St. Louis was in MSG playing the Rangers. That was almost a sellout. 
The Blue Jackets, uh, as you say, were in Carolina. That was abysmal, the turnout there. Nashville, hosting Philadelphia that night, sold out. Hmm. So the Predators sold out. Yep. Dallas uh, was over 90% capacity as they hosted the Red Wings. Nice. Vancouver was not a sellout, um, hosting Ottawa, of all teams. Ah. They were in the 90s, but it was, you still know, good, the, still there good. were some seats left. And Las Vegas, um, they showed the they showed the attendance was over 18,000, but they don't show the capacity at, okay. in, in, the, in the link that I saw. So I don't know if that's a sellout or not, but 18,000 is not too shabby. Mm. No, not bad. Uh, we're almost to the point on the channel where our subscriber amount of people can fill in the, the size of an NHL rink, which That's is cool. Incredible. It's pretty awesome. Uh, you guys are, you guys are great. And, and I, I'd accept, uh, six bucks. Six dollars? From each of them, <laughs> for, you know, like I, I'd accept a Calgary price for that. What, um, what do you mean? Well, you know, if they wanted to pay six bucks to, uh, you know, to be a subscriber. You know. <laughs> what? <laughs> you want six dollars for every person subscribed? I'm just, you know, I'm that's thinking, a lot of money. Well, I, there's a lot of things I want. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I thought maybe we could talk about the top ten teams in the NHL and the bottom ten teams because right. it's it's almost troubling. <laughs> <laughs> not not troubling because I'm I'm unhappy with it. It's troubling because of my predictions for this year. Uh, so let's go to the top ten first. And in first place, we have Chicago with nine points. All right, not a shocker. Not a shocker. Move there. on. Yeah. Second place, New Jersey. Eight well, points. Well, I predicted them to be last in the Eastern Conference, <laughs> but I'm well, not upset because for the first time, I'm having fun watching New Jersey. Yeah. It's awesome. I'm I'm actually really excited, and I'm totally happy that I was wrong in my prediction. And again, I understand it's early. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> New Jersey could, could totally go to where I predicted them. Yeah. Uh, but for this little moment in time, I am excited for New Jersey and their fans. So <laughs> yeah. that's cool. And I still have $8.4 million in cap space. So if they keep up the trend that they're on, and they still have that much cap space at the trade deadline, you better believe they're going to make a push for the playoffs. Yeah. And not only the playoffs, but the Stanley Cup, obviously. Mm-hmm. And third place is Toronto with yeah, eight points. That's there's expected. A, there's a huge tie here all the way up to, to 10th. They all have eight. Yeah. So uh, that's, it. like you said, totally expected. Mm-hmm. Fourth is Columbus. Yeah. I think Columbus quietly has has snuck into that fourth place spot. We knew they'd, they'd be good. Um, but not a lot of people are talking about them, probably for that reason. They, they knew that they would be good. Mm-hmm. Sergei Borovsky's numbers are really, really good. I think he's first or second, I think, in save percentage. Uh, fifth is Tampa Bay with eight points. Not a shock there. You knew that We knew that they would be good. Sixth, Detroit, also eight. That's a shock. It is. Jimmy Howard is, is playing amazing. His, he's actually, he is first in, in save percentage. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's, he's for him. playing such a strong hockey right now. So that's great for Detroit. Totally did not predict that. Seventh is Ottawa, mm. without Carlson, potentially the best player in the world. Some think, and you're, you know, you're you're tied for really second in the league with eight points. Yeah, that's really impressive because we good. saw Ottawa in the in the regular season, and even the, I think it was the first game of the season, they looked absolutely terrible. But they're scoring up a storm and they're playing really well. So, uh, I, I'm wrong there. We'll, we'll definitely admit that I was wrong in that prediction yeah. so far. Eighth, Colorado. That's the big surprise for me. What's going on? That's the big surprise there. Varlamov's numbers are amazing. He's <laughs> playing well. Uh, Duchesne's scoring. McKinnon's playing well. Yakupov even lit the Yakupov light uh, is once or twice. actually looks like he's he's fitting into a team. And it honestly makes me happy because we talked about it in the offseason and how we think he has potential, but how, like he's young, right? He's 23 or something like yeah. that. You have to let him mature. But he if he can fit in in Colorado, man, good for him. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. That's great. Ninth is Calgary with eight. Mm-hmm. It's amazing what what Calgary can. I mean, uh, I'm not going to attribute all the success here to Mike Smith, but it's amazing watching Calgary with a with Mike Smith in net, a goalie that can really come to play. Well, you know those uh, of those eight points, two of those points came on a road win in Anaheim. Yes, a, a topic that we should talk about because <laughs> it, they broke finally the, the curse. curse. The curse, the curse is, gone. is broken, which is amazing. Yeah. Uh, who do you think has the most saves in the NHL? What goalie? I, I'm, I have no idea. It is Mike Smith from, from Calgary. Is it? 211 saves so far. Uh, second place is Jake Allen with 180 saves. So Mike Smith has 31 more saves than the second place goalie. That's, that's, a that's another game basically right there. Of, it is of another saves. game. And, and if I'm the Calgary defensive coach, I'm starting to worry mm. because you shouldn't have that many shots. You know, if the goalie's working that hard, he can't do it forever. 
and they have played one more game than most teams. So I guess I'll put that out there. But right. uh, he's four two and zero, or sorry, Calgary's four two and zero. So pretty good record, mm-hmm. uh, even though you know you're the goalie with the most amount of shots, and your team is four two and zero, and you're tied for second place in the league. You're doing good. You got to feel pretty good about that. Yeah. Um, uh, where are we? Uh, St. Louis is at tenth. That's not a surprise. Not, not a, a surprise. Shock there. Yeah. Eight. They're tied for second. Tied for second, really. Yeah. Um, and now if you move over to the bottom ten, in twenty first. Boston with four, mm. not really a shock. I nope. think they might be a little, a little above that. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota with four at twenty in twenty second position. I um, that makes my prediction look good because I predict them to be low, but mm. uh, I am a little shocked. There. I thought they'd be higher. Same with Dallas in in twenty third. They have got four points as well. They're a little lower. They made so many moves in the off season. You really thought that they may be top ten, maybe, but mm-mm, bottom ten. Wow. 24th is Carolina with three. They've got $13 million in cap space. So you have a team that has a great young core. You have a good goalie, two good goalies. Cam Ward can still bring it. Scott Darling. Unfortunately, they're not just, they're not having success yet. And you have a fan base that's just kind of not showing up like we just talked about. And you've got $13 million in cap space. Uh, that That to me, that's... That doesn't look like commitment from the owners. Well, no, and but do we even know if they have the thirteen million? I don't know, but they no. need. They, I think cap space is one thing, but you may not have the money to pay that. Totally, but if you don't have the money to pay up to the cap space, then why are you owning an NHL team? Why you in, why you in the NHL business if you can't come to compete? Because it's not fair to your fans. Can you imagine Jeff Molson saying, mm, "Sorry, guys, I know the cap space is seventy-four million this year, but I only got fifty-eight to spend, so yeah, just do your best." Like <laughs> Montreal fans would riot. They would. The city would be burned down. They would. So it, it sucks for Carolina. Yeah. Uh, 25th is Vancouver. They've got three. Not a surprise there. Montreal is 26th with three. A little shocked, to be honest. <laughs> I thought they'd play a little bit better. We've already spoke about that. Yeah. 27, Edmonton. Two but points. That is a surprise. Yes. And I think all of all of the people who cheer for the bottom 10 list, I don't know you're not finished it yet, I think there's one thing they can take comfort in. It's so early in the season that you can be guaranteed that three, four, five, maybe even six of the teams on the bottom half of this list yeah. are going to be in the playoffs, and three or four teams on the top of that list aren't. Well, things will balance was out. Was it last year or the year before that Montreal won ten their first ten games? I think it was last year, October maybe. and November. They were lights out. Yeah, and then they just died. Yeah, they yeah, just yeah. died, and that's what happens. So you can't you can't really take a lot of no. Uh, you can't take this to the bank because it's so early. It's you just can't. It's it's so hard to predict. Yeah. Twenty uh, eighth is San Jose, and with two points, I knew they decline. I didn't know that they'd come out to this slow of a start. So that sucks, especially after signing those big contracts with Joan and I think it was Vlasic, maybe the other one. Twenty ninth is the Rangers, two points. That's a huge shock to me. Mm-hmm. Lundqvist has not looked that great, to be honest, and. Uh, it's it's unfortunate. I think the Rangers will bounce back sooner than anyone on this list. I think they'll play really well uh, soon. Thirtieth uh, is Arizona, fifteen million dollars in cap space. If you make all those moves in the off season, you fire your coach, you bring in different goalie, you do all this stuff. You're not bringing back Doan. You're 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 doing all these things, and you still get fifteen million dollars in cap space. Use the friggin' money, just use it. Like, come on, Arizona deserves it. They deserve to have a competitive team. Go out and spend the $15 million, or 10 of it at least, and get get a few bodies, get a few guys, and get it done. Do you think the bottom cap line should be higher to force teams to uh, to be more competitive? Um, no, I'm okay with the floor because some teams are saving it. Like Mon- I think Montreal specifically is saving their cap space for to see how well the team does. And there's there's not really anyone out there that can move there's so many no trade clauses and stuff these days it's yeah. it's really frustrating but uh i know gms are still trying they're trying to make trades but it is hard i understand i'm not saying it's easy but uh you think that they'd have a little bit more than or you think they'd have a little less than 15 million dollars in cash space like use it use it come on just use it it, it sucks for arizona and 31st of buffalo was uh 1.5.2 million dollars in cash space that's really that's really unfortunate because Buffalo, I feel so bad. Like I'm laughing, but I'm not laughing because I'm laughing at you. I'm laughing at because you try so hard to do everything right and it just it just sucks. 
It, it, it seems like it never gets better. And it's it's almost like a it's a joke it's, because it's it, it's like a bad movie. It's like yeah, it's a bad comedy or something. Yeah, and like the guy, he just can't shoot straight. You yes, know, he, he you know he finally gets his pants on and then he rips <laughs> out of them or something. You know, it's, it's <laughs> hey, you can't say that word. Oh, I'm gonna have to bleep that out. Oh, really? Yeah, you can't say the S word because of iTunes. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to have to... I didn't say the S word. No, I know, but you, you said the A word. Oh. And then you said the D word much earlier. I'm going to have to be bleeping those out like crazy. I'm sorry. That's okay. It's iTunes' fault. <laughs> YouTube doesn't care. Yeah. Well, no, but we want to keep iTunes happy, so I'll, I'll put my filter back on. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Because <laughs> I can do polite and, and appropriate. Appropriate. I can just flick a switch. And for, for videos, if you want to be a little more on the edge, that's fine. Yeah. But for the podcast, it's okay. got to be pretty PG. Well, from this point forward, I'm going to be Mr. Mr. Nice Mr. Guy? Rogers. Mr. Rogers. Uh, okay, so we've hit, we've done the the, the uh, top ten. We've done the bottom ten, and there's just a few other things I want to touch on. Las Vegas is one. They're three, one, and zero. I think it's the best start to a season by an expansion team ever. Ever. I think it's, I think it's frustrating for some, for some people because they thought that they'd be at the bottom of the list. And they're not. They're not. They're not. It's it's, it's awesome. All, all the hockey experts are like, George McPhee's a ding-dong. Yeah. He doesn't know what he's doing. He gave away all these good players for nothing. <laughs> yeah. And and now McPhee is sitting back looking at the standings saying, yeah, so far so good. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. And uh, I didn't expect them to be start uh, so well in this season so far, but I'm really happy because it's great news for the NHL. Because the the better they do from the start, the better retention of fans they'll have, the better ability they'll have to create new fans in the city. People who don't even like hockey and are like, okay, yeah, Las Vegas has an NHL team. I'll go see a game sometime. Then they hear, Las Vegas? Did I say Las Vegas right there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you did. <laughs> and they'll be like, okay, oh, wow, the team's actually winning? I'll, I'll go see a game earlier than, than I originally planned. So it's great that the team's doing well. Because it's good news for the NHL, regardless of how you feel about hockey being played in Las Vegas in general. Uh, if the team's playing well, it's great for the NHL. And and teams that are going into Vegas, uh, you know, in a normal expansion phase, if they were going in to play the Kansas City Scouts or whatever, that'd probably be a good night to sit your starting goalie. Yeah. You know, and, and start your backup. Um, if Vegas is competitive, they're not going to be able to afford to do that. Oh, yeah. So the Vegas fans are going to see Bob. They're going to see Carrie, you know, they're, they're going to see uh, Matt Murray uh, because those teams need to start those guys if they're going to beat Vegas in their own rink. Yeah, and, you can't come to Vegas and, and expect to win yeah. because they're Vegas. And I think that, that means a better show. Absolutely. You know, and, and the teams are going to try harder and the fans are going to get a much better game when they uh, go to watch. I love it. And it makes the other the other teams in that division so much more competitive when they come to, to Vegas. Yeah. Because you can't, and these interdivisional teams, you can't come into Vegas and think, okay, here we're going to... Two easy divisional here's points a free here. One. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they're and at the point now where they're they're going and they're losing. I'm like, what just happened? We just lost a, an expansion team, Las Vegas. So it's it's pretty cool. And I don't think I've said this before. And if I did, I'm sorry about being repetitive. If you're not following the Las Vegas Golden Knights on Twitter, it's you, the best. Twitter. You have to. It's the best Twitter. It it is the funniest, most engaging, yeah. uh, humorous, and self-deprecating. You know, <laughs> yeah. they don't take themselves too seriously. Yeah. It's the funniest thing on Twitter. Absolutely. It's hilarious. And if you're not already following them, do it. They used to follow the post-to-post Twitter when I first created it. Oh, really? And the team was first created, uh, but they unfollowed me. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I, I assume because the channel, this channel was really young, and uh, we weren't making very good videos back then. Not that they'd follow us now because we're making better videos. But. Well, I... Uh, I I actually tweet, tweeted myself uh, something about, you know, how great the Las Vegas Golden Lights uh, Twitter feed was, and they liked it. Oh, yeah. And uh, I think they might even have retweeted it. Oh. So I thought it was pretty good. Like, they don't follow me either, but, uh, yeah. you know, I it, it is just it's so entertaining. And when they were on this little run, when they went, started off 3-0, and you know, um, all the teams in professional sports who were expansion teams that started off 3-0, and here's the list. <laughs> you know, just them, and that's it. Yeah, right? I think they were playing the Ducks in the preseason, and they said, "Here's the Ducks opening lineup," and then they had all the names from the movie, like the <laughs> the, the 
you know, the movie in the 90s, yeah, the, yeah. the Ducks or whatever. And they had the names of the kids in the movie. <laughs> Here's the opening lines. I, I think it's, it's great. Yeah. yeah, whoever's doing it is genius. Uh, the last topic I have for, uh, as far as the NHL is concerned is Ovechkin. Nine goals in six games. Kuznetsov, 11 assists in six games. Backstrom, 11 assists in six games. You think they want to win? I think they want to win. And that's what I was betting on with my prediction. And I know it's the regular season. They always do good in the regular season. But there's just there's something about Ovechkin right now that's different than last year. It looks like he has another gear. Yeah. And uh, that, that's scary for everybody else. We mentioned this last week because he lost weight. He spent yeah. time working out in, in the offseason, which was great. Uh, it just he, he Honestly, he looks five years younger, and it's exciting. It's really exciting. It is. And, and I think that, uh, you know, the, the challenge will be for them. You know, they'll, you know, the way they're playing, they're going to get out in front like usual. They're yep. going to have 120 points and they're going to look back. And then the eighth place team is going to play them. And are they going to be able to keep that momentum going into the playoffs? That's where they've always fallen that's, down yeah, before. That's, that's where they've always come to, to come to the gate. They get to the, get to the gate and they can't get through the gate. It's just, I don't get it. But yeah. Uh, so that's basically all I have for the NHL topics. I do have some more topics that I'd like to talk about. Yes, please. Uh, so if you're if you're only here for the the NHL regular season talk, I guess this is where you, your bus gets your your stop on the bus. But uh, hopefully you can, can keep listening. So we opened up a package of cards or a, pa- a box of cards recently from NHLCardTrader.com. We got a very interesting card, if you want to call it that. It was actually a printing plate, and it was a Marc Andre Fleury one of one printing plate, the yellow, because there's four of them, CMYK, um, yeah, Y being yellow. So we got the yellow version of that plate, and it's awesome. It's one of one. It's it's so rare and unique. It's a huge prized possession. I'm, I, I'm thrilled. And in a different pack, I think, in the same box, we got the card. The actual card that it made. That it made, yeah. yeah. So that's cool. It'd be cool to get them both framed somehow in like this little frame. Uh, side by side that that would be really neat do you have any idea what it might be worth it's not much it's like a hundred dollars i think yeah. or something like that but you know it's worth a lot more to us right yeah it's to have a, it. total totally yeah. To you, yeah uh i th- I know justin wants it he said he's gonna try and work up a deal but uh justin if you're listening i don't know if you have anything that well, we can make a trade with l- looking at the stuff on the wall behind him when he's doing his video shots there's nothing i want there yeah, no it's all pittsburgh stuff <laughs> sorry justin we'll uh You'll have to get something pretty good for us to to trade you for that. Uh, So some other unrelated hockey stuff is mostly more post-to-post, our second channel. If you're not aware of it, you should be because we do do make other videos and post them on there. So it is called More Post-to-Post. And recently we saw Blade Runner, the movie Blade Runner. And we thought, because we love love sci-fi, and we thought, what better way to go into the movie than to go into the movie with the intention of making a movie review afterwards. So that's what we did. We went in, we looked at all the little stuff, we paid attention to the little stuff because we knew we wanted to talk about it. And I think that's a good way to watch a movie because it forces you to think more about what's going on. It forces you to, to remember certain parts of the movie that you want to talk about. Uh, so it was pretty cool. And we so that, that video is up on the, the More Post to Post channel. We had a lot of fun doing that. It was suggested that we maybe do a few more of those. I think Kingsman... Kingsman movie? Oh, yeah. I don't think you saw the first one. I did. You? Oh, you did? I did, surprisingly. Did I you? loved it. Did you really? I loved it. I would see, I was going to say, I, I commented back and I said, you know, when it comes to Blu-ray, maybe we can do it because I didn't yeah. think that you'd be interested. Some, you know, some night last winter, you know, it was a snowy night and uh, we found it on TV and watched it and uh, it was great. Really? So yeah. w- would you be interested in going to see the, the second or the sequel? I That's sure would. The, okay. Oof. And I think I'd want to re-watch the first one just yeah, to I rem- would too. Re- remind myself. Yeah. But uh, it's one of the few movies that I can actually remember. That surprises me. After I, it. I, like if I was going to choose any movie that came out in the past two years, I, at the bottom five of your list, I probably would have put that movie. But I'm so glad that you liked it. That's well, amazing. There. Awesome. Well, we'll have a movie review of, of Kingsman, the new Kingsman movie coming up. Coming and right up. There's lots of other movies too that uh, I, I, I want to see. And I think that would be cool for us to discuss. Uh, I know a lot of people aren't into movies and movie reviews, but it is something that we like to do, so uh, we'll keep doing it. Well, you know, <laughs> ourselves being in the business. Uh, yeah, the know. business. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you, want, you want to talk about Harvey Weinstein? No. no. <laughs> speaking of movies. No, no, no. Uh, the next video that we made recently was the NBA logos. Oh, yeah. And 
it got some interesting <laughs> feedback. I can imagine. <laughs> I didn't look at the commentary, but... Uh... As much as you say that it's a subjective list and that we're not basketball fans... No one hears that. No one hears that. Well, <laughs> people hear it, but sure, yeah. a lot of people don't hear it. And it's 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 frustrating because you have to re, you have to comment back and it's like you know this is a just a fun list a subjective list right like yeah. there's no right or wrong here they don't care they're yeah. just come to spew hate that's fine whatever yeah. but uh it's it was interesting to go through because we don't watch basketball but we like logos so it's going to be interesting to go through some of the other professional sports teams like soccer the premier league and there's cfl and there's you know there's junior baseball leagues there's junior there's college basketball, there's college football, there's all kinds of stuff. And we're going to be going through all of that stuff in the next five years, I guess. There's so many teams and leagues. So, yeah, but. There's, that's one good thing. There's no shortage of material. No, yeah, you could do it forever. And you mentioned something that, uh, to me, that I would love to do, and that's talk about right? NASCAR. Yeah, because you're a big NASCAR guy. Huge NASCAR fan. And someone suggested we want to, for us to rank the, the designs of the cars, which wow. I'm going to leave that to you. Or maybe you can leave it to me, and then you can rank the your favorite drivers, your favorite to like favorite to least favorite, basically. Yeah, I think I'd rather you've got more of an artistic brain than I do. <laughs> okay, like I, I'm gonna just just like you know, I cheer for Montreal. I have certain drivers or yeah. teams I cheer for in NASCAR, and I really don't care what the car looks like. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. All right. Well, you can do one NASCAR video, and I'll do the other one. And, nice. Uh, I'm looking yeah. forward to that. I'm I'm excited. Today, I mean, we're even taping this late because Talladega ran so long with a bunch of red flags yeah, at the can... end, the big wreck, and then the other big wreck, and then the other big wreck. And yeah, and Eric Almarola, who's, uh, I cheer for the Petty team, uh, the 43 car. Eric won't be around next year for Petty. Oh, really? Yeah, it's already been announced that he's uh, he's moving on or going somewhere else. They He just hasn't worked out, I guess, and that's yeah. unfortunate. But he was 32nd, you know, with about 30 laps to go, he was 32nd at the tail end of the lead lap. And he finished fifth. Yeah. <laughs> and he had a little wreck after, yeah. after the finish line. Yeah, he but... actually finished fifth going practically sideways across the start-finish line. So I'm kind of pumped. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's great. Uh, some, there's two more topics here. I just thought I'd give you guys uh, a heads up on what are the videos to come on the channel this week. Or maybe not. Sorry, I shouldn't have said that. Not this week, but upcoming videos on post to post that we are planning. We are filming soon. Uh, so I'll just go through. There's, it's not a long... It's not a long uh, list here so there's are some more card unboxing or breaks or i don't know the proper term i'm not a card person but uh there are more card box breaks coming on the channel from nhlcardtrader.com i think there's fun to do they're really fun to do they're so fun to do and there's two more of those coming there's uh, an upper deck box sponsored by a, someone on patreon joe or joey and then there's an artifact card unboxing oh. video coming so there's four filmed edited or not edited filmed uh they'll be releasing over the next two weeks uh, we're going to, I think Justin's going to take a look back at the 2004 draft. I think that's a video he's going to do. Cool. Sometime in the next two weeks. Uh, we're going to look at the KHL jerseys. We're going to look at the SHL jerseys white. And we're going to do a Q&A number four, I think it is, four or five. I think it's four. Oh, good. Uh, and we're going to talk about the Hansel hit on Weber, which you haven't seen yet. I haven't. When did that When did that happen? Is that I believe up? it happened Thursday night or okay. Friday night? Yeah, I was on the road in the U.S. and uh, yeah. didn't have much access to sports TV when I was away. So That's a video that we'll probably film first, maybe okay. maybe first thing tomorrow, like not tomorrow morning, but I mean <laughs> tomorrow night, whatever, yeah. uh, because it's important. And I am going to make another two, NHL 2018 video. I apologize. There's so much going on with the start of the season and stuff. Uh, we just had a lot of other videos to make. I am planning on doing an NHL video some at some point this week i'm not exactly sure when but uh, nhl 2018 ea sports video is coming soon uh i don't know what it's going to be i think i have to do the draft for the swamp rabbits to get into the season i can't remember but uh that that video is coming don't worry and then i'd like you to do the history of the los angeles Kings sometime over the next month mm-hmm. uh, because someone someone requested Actually, a few people requested that they miss they miss the history of series. So I, I do too. Um, it's, just, it's it's time. It takes a long time to do those videos. It's a long time, not only for me but for you. You know, the production of it is something I can't even fathom how you do all that, but you do it. And uh, you know, th- thankfully, we've done the original six, which yeah. some of them have history that extends beyond a hundred years ago. So 
now with the Kings and the Penguins and the Flyers. Yeah, you Kings know. next, and then Philadelphia, and then I can't remember the next. Yeah, uh, Pittsburgh, St. Louis. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the other new six teams that came in in 1967-68, um, they're going to be easier just because they haven't had that much history. So, right. So I'll be able to do those a little quicker. But there's lots going on in our lives as well, in my life in particular. And, you know, the, the job is demanding a lot of my brain power and... Uh, you're doing some teaching on Tuesday nights. Doing teaching on Tuesday nights. I'm doing nights. some filming of you teaching on That's Tuesday right, nights. Yeah. So my Tuesday, night, Tuesday nights are shot. And in a couple of weeks, we have uh, I'm hosting several uh, radio specialists yeah. who are coming here to PEI to spend a week uh, and string out some antennas and things. And that's going to take an awful lot of my time. And we have company coming from out west, and there's other things going on. So I, I'm not trying to make excuses, but I just made a whole bunch of excuses. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, and then we have a few other specific videos to film for our Patreon people. So uh, anyone on Patreon who's contributing at a certain level gets a personalized video from us. Uh, to, we talk about a topic of their choosing. Okay. Some people have, have chosen hockey-related topics. Some people have chosen travel-related topics. Uh, doesn't matter what the topic is. We uh, film it. We talk about it. And uh, that's one of the perks of, of one of the levels. So we and have they're, they're fun to do, too, to oh, be yeah, personal. To totally. Absolutely. Yeah. So we talk directly to that person. So... Uh, that is one of the perks. If you're interested in, in contributing on Patreon, we do have lots of levels, uh, depending on how much you want to spend. As little as a dollar a month. Uh, just, you know, hey, here's a tip. You guys, uh, I like what you guys do. Here's a, here's a dollar. Totally fine. And this is not income for you. It's money that gets plowed back yeah. into the technology that makes this thing go. I don't spend the money on no. cheeseburgers and, and stuff. <laughs> I buy stuff for the channel. And uh, one of the things we're going to do is... is uh, buy a better editing machine for the videos so i'll be able to edit a lot faster i'm going to take the computer that i'm having now and i was thinking maybe actually put it down here and use that as a live stream uh, computer we'll be able to live stream a lot more and that'll be awesome hmm. and uh yeah that's that's pretty pretty much it so i really appreciate everyone contributing on patreon and if you like a personalized video sign up on patreon and we'll we'll hit you with that uh, I think that's it. That's all I got for for this podcast. We're at uh, fifty, around fifty two minutes. Not bad. You good? I'm great. All right. Well, that that wraps it up for today. Appreciate you guys listening or watching. If you're watching on YouTube, hit the like button. If you're new to this channel, hit the subscribe button. We come up with podcasts every Sunday, or we film them every Sunday. Sometimes they're a little late getting out because uh, depending on what we're doing and stuff. But we're trying to be consistent. We post daily videos. Uh, so if you, if you guys could if you guys could subscribe if you're new that would be awesome if you're listening on iTunes uh, we really appreciate that we're also on Google Play Music so if you're listening or you're watching we really appreciate your viewership or your listenership uh, whatever you're doing to to get you to this point I love you so thank you and that wraps uh, this one up and we'll see you next week bye bye adios. <laughs>